DraftSociety.com presents a Premier League Draft Fantasy Podcast. Welcome to the Key Pass Collective. Your exclusive source for the information, analysis, and advice you need to dominate your fantasy leagues. Come on in. We've been expecting you. What is up, Draftheads? How's everything going? I hope everyone is well. We've got one more week until a much-deserved international break. We're going to try to get you ready for that week uh, so that you can take your break, hopefully stress-free, and just rest assured that that your team is in good hands until uh, the 14 days are up and we're back at it for game week five. Welcome into the KPC. Keep Pass Collective. My name is Joe Williams. I'll be your host for this particular episode. What is going on, everybody in chat? Chris, Omar, Luis, and everybody else who's watching but hasn't said anything yet, tell us hey in chat. Welcome, everybody. If you are listening to this uh, later, consider joining us for the live stream next time. We usually try for Wednesdays uh, around 5, 5.30. Check the um, Keep Pass Collective Twitter account for more information on that every single week. Karel, hola, what's going on, man? Um, reminder, the Key Pass Collective is, of course, the audio companion to the Draft Society website. What is the Draft Society? Well, that's your place to go to get hooked up with all the information you could possibly need about the draft game, the draft fantasy football game. Um, so if you have any questions, if you have any queries, if you have any waiver wire conundrums, uh, all of that will be answered via thedraftsociety.com. Give it a check. Give it a check. All right. Today on the show, actually quickly, let me just mention, um, as far as the Draft Society is concerned, we do have um, what we call the inner circle, which uh, is kind of our subscriber-only section. Uh, It does kind of keep the lights on and supports an independent fantasy football website, which is what we are. Uh, So we absolutely, absolutely appreciate and love the community for all of the support so far. Um, and for anybody else who's interested, the uh, inner circle is open now. Uh, if you get the season pass, then you get the fantasy toolkit, which is kind of like uh, our, our shining jewel. Draft Lad is amazing and has uh, crafted that. And it's going to give you literally, it's going to give you bespoke advice just for your advice, just for your league, just for your particular league. Um, using your Fantrax ID, it'll tell you the players that are available that we would recommend picking up using a mixture of fixture difficulty tracker, Robbie's rest of season rankings, who I see in chat right now. What's up, Robbie? Um, there's a lot there. The fantasy toolkit's amazing. We've also built in the um, fixture difficulty tracker into the fantasy toolkit now. So yeah, there's a ton there. It's, it's pretty cool. We're very excited about it. Um, and once again, you'd be supporting us, which we would just really adore you for that. So if you're interested, there's a lot more to the inner circle as well, which you can kind of see on the screen now. Rest of the season player rankings, uh, points projections for every single week, sortable consensus rankings, which we'll be doing over the international break. So next week, look out for those. 
set piece taker tracker, which I'll be mentioning a little bit of today. Uh, all kinds of stuff. So check out the draftsociety.com. And if you're interested, Inner Circle, uh, we would really appreciate the support. All right. Today on the Key Pass Collective, we have some quick questions, which we will delve into. Uh, it's obviously still transfer season, so we got to, we have to talk about a few of the new signings. So we'll do that and try to keep that fairly quick. Uh, after that, of course, we have a new segment, which I'm calling What's in the Box? And I'll explain exactly what that is when we get there. Then, of course, we got game week for streamers, stashes, and any questions along the way. Uh, post them in chat. We'll try to get to them. Otherwise, we can uh, kind of try to tackle them at the end. Let's bring in a couple of lovely gentlemen, a couple of handsome gentlemen, a couple of fantastic humans, Sanji and Toddy. How are you, my friends? Oh, you're muted, Toddy. <laughs> Classic. Is, is he still trying to figure he's, out? He's trying to figure it out. This is good radio right here. Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> what is going on? How the the listeners uh, for the for the audio component cannot see your background? Explain to us what you have going on there. It's better. It is the indeed. second coming of uh, a usable striker <laughs> at Everton. Or the and first coming. Yeah, I was gonna say who was who was yeah. the first coming. I think there was there was a time when we thought that DCL was yeah. was a usable striker there, but yeah, Beto just scored, so this is just a little homage, yeah, if you will, to to Beto. Nice, nice. And Sanji, who are you rocking today? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> This I'm just channeling my um my German rage um because of league issues that uh we shouldn't be facing in today's day and age. But yeah. No. Uh, yeah, for anybody who's in the community league, uh there were some major fan tracks issues. And I wanna just I wanna just stress that while we do have a working relationship with fan tracks, we are in no way able to um affect the way that fan tracks and their uh what do you want to call it infrastructure runs um they in fact they don't listen to most of the things that we have to say and most of our uh recommendations so yeah <laughs> there is that but how are, th are things getting smoothed over in your league sanji or is it just getting worse um i mean in order to you know what i don't know if i should really air, air all laundry it's on, okay on, on the pod you know no you don't um, have to you don't have to I mean, listen. All, all I, I mean, I mean, listen. Where do I start? I, I want to be respectful at the same time. How's this? Here, let me help you. So, um, <laughs> if we have any commissioners who are listening to the podcast and/or listening in live with us, um, what are what are what are some recommendations we have for new commissioners that um, maybe things that we hadn't foreseen uh, before, like this season, and we could employ now? Does Don't. that make sense? Don't blue tick your um, league members. <laughs> I think if you see a message, respond to it. Please, like, don't ignore us. Also, if you say one thing and do an absolutely different thing on multiple occasions, man, just do something else. <laughs> do something else. Oh, what's, what's worse is that 
you're not even winning in the league. What are you doing? You're not commissioning. You're not winning. Like, what are you doing? You're just yeah. That's fair. At this point, like, yeah. Anyways, let's move on. Before yeah, well, no, we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll get to it. There's also there's been some interesting conversation uh, throughout the course of this week. Uh, Robbie, of course, is posting in chat waivers Thursday and Friday, which has been become like a whole thing in um, in the Twitterverse. People debating over the right days to have waivers. Um, so yeah, that's that's interesting. Check out Robbie's Twitter um, for a, a lot of takes on that. And um, yeah, just <laughs> there's a lot, lot going on behind the scenes here lately. But um, it's okay. We're gonna we're gonna coast right through it and talk actual fantasy footy, which is why we're here. All right, let's go back to it. New transfers. There are four in particular that I want to talk about. Although there's several that that dropped or either were hinted today. Um, sorry, either were hinted or dropped today that maybe we should give a shout out to, but we can talk about that later. Um, so obviously elephant in the room is kudos to West Ham. Waivers have probably already run in almost everybody who's listening, uh, in, in your leagues, but in terms of fantasy prospects, how do we, how do we feel about this one, guys? Um, I'll, I'll go first. Um, He's definitely one of the most exciting um, waiver ads this offseason. Yeah. There's no no question about it. He brings that um, sort of X factor that you that you want in a fantasy player that you uh, love to watch as well as uh, have on roster. And um, he is he is uh, looking like like someone who will be fun to roster. Um, that said, um, we were we were kind of feeling that um, it's either him or JWP who was or has been worth that waiver one position. Uh, we are most of the main community um, leagues uh, on Twitter are using Fab, so we have. We have sort of morphed our thinking to to think about how much fab we would spend on each each player, but um, yeah, he's 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 one of the top guys for sure. Um, there are a lot of question marks on where he will play in West Ham, uh, just because of his versatility. Yeah, um, ideally, he is someone who who has a chance to carry the ball upfield. So either as an attacking eight, or even um, even a ten, uh, but he can feature on the wings as well. Um, a lot, a lot hinges on Paqueta's um, betting trial and possible future um, suspension. Whether we will see Kudus. Uh, line up in in the eight position or a hybrid eight ten position, or or um, being sent out to the wing, which I think would hurt his uh, productivity. Yeah, I mean either way, I think he's going to be exciting. He's going to be electric to watch. He's going to be a goal threat. He's going to um, have a lot of attacking presence on that side. But yeah, like you said, I think some, some, some positions will be stronger obviously for him than others. 
if he's deployed in certain areas. Sanji, what do you think? Um, yeah, I mean, quite exciting uh, prospect in the league now. Um, West Ham have done excellent business this window, man. Um, yeah, spent that rice money so well. Oh. Um, if people watch the World Cup, um, Kudus lit it up. Uh, we kind of talked about some of his numbers in the waiver wire article uh, that we posted this week. Uh, if you haven't had a chance to go read it, please go read it. Um, first ever article for me. Um, but uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it's an uh, exciting prospect. My only concern is just I'm not sure what his ghost point potential will be for West Ham. Like, will it be similar similar for him? on the international level um again it's what uh Totti kind of talks about like the positions that he's going to take up um also i was wondering whether or not antonio might also be at risk as well mm. like because of kudus's flexibility in terms of where he can play on the pitch but i mean antonio started the season so well it'll be um criminal to, to bench him um and at the same time yes i Using a and a lot of people spent like hundreds of tab on him this week, but I go back to the point of uh, David Moyes and uh, just the way he kind of treats certain players, and we've seen it happen with Ben Rama. We know his attacking output, his impact that he can make, but the full time Ben Rama might start a few games, smash it, and then all of a sudden he's on the bench randomly, and that's the thing that worries me about David Moyes and. Kudus and West Ham attacking options, um, but I mean, no. It, overall, I think it's a it's a great asset to own, right? And it's quite exciting that he's been classified as a midfielder, not a forward. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, what I what I will say is, so Draft Lad has a sheet that sort of circulates preseason, um, and it's a sheet where. Any basically any player that is rumored to come into the Premier League, he will, uh, through magic and math or maths for those of you who are across the pond, um, he will translate the statistics from that player from the previous season, um, into what their fan tracks points would be. And I will say that, um, as far as fantasy points per 90 are concerned. Mohamed Kudus is number two on that entire list of all of the rumored players behind only Kylian Mbappe. <laughs> he would have he averaged 19 fantasy points per 90. And that's, that's, his, that's the average. Um, so yeah, not to say that uh, obviously the Premier League is the same. You need to maybe, what, add, a, add some sort of tax, whatever percentage that is. But still... Exciting. Exciting talent. Um, yeah, I would absolutely... I think I I think I bid maybe 65 on him, and I didn't even get close to getting him. Um, where we... I think, I think um, more sort of realistic valuation for him is... Um, isn't fab, because, because a lot of people, a lot of managers... Um, would rather spend all their fab on a on an exciting but possibly risky player in, before the season or at the beginning of the season than nickel and dime throughout the season with one and two dollar bids yeah. throughout. So I think that skews the valuation we we put on fab. So like 
what we have said with Doku, with um, with Kudus, with even uh, Ward Prowse is that uh, here's our valuation. Here is what we think his um, sort of in a vacuum type return on investment would be, or or we think it is. But we need to caveat that with if you want him, if you think he is the kind of player that you want on roster, you will have to pay up and you will have to pay above valuation. Um, so I think before going on to my actual question, which will be where would you draft him right now? And I think that's a better valuation of, of his uh, prospects. Um, the issue with valuing Fab is that um, spent like I, I want to put this so that so that you guys understand what I'm coming from. Spent Fab is um, is already invested in your player, so you can get better value potentially with future spending but only if you spend it well. So only if you like do the research, have a look at projections, um, are lucky in your league and, and um, get your one and $2 bids uh, right on. And, you, and that way, maybe you can get better war value for your 100 fab dollars than spending it on one player who will come in with a third, fourth round draft grade. Hmm. But for that to actually happen, and that only happens for managers who will do the legwork. So I think fab valuation is not only different in leagues, but it also is different for each manager. Hmm. If you're someone who routinely comes in top of days active charts on fan tracks at the end of the season, then you will most likely be able to get the most value from your fab if you spend it one, two dollars at a time. Whereas if you come in mid to late uh, or mid to bottom of the table in your days active uh, charts at the end of a season, then you, there was, Someone outside. Um, <laughs> Classic. You... That, that was a little concerning. <laughs> <laughs> then you probably um, should should um, look to spend your fab uh, early and and uh, on a good player like either Ward Prowse or Kudus or even Doku for that matter. Yeah. Um, M. Andrews right now saying $100 for a JWP looks like a bargain. And he's, I, he's saying $100, meaning 100% of your free agent budget. Um, so whatever that $100 number is $100 is cheap for James Ward Pro, surely. Yeah, he, I mean, he, yeah, because most people nickel and dimed and he went for even more than that in a lot of our leagues, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, hey, it's, yeah, it's like he said, it's looking like, looking like money well spent. Um, to answer your question, James Ward-Prowse is easily a second-round pick, and I'm thinking Kudus is maybe, a, like you said, a third or fourth for me, right? And so, yeah, what, what's the what's the value on that? It's hard to say. Um, is it a hundred? I don't I don't know about that. It's that's tough. But again, like you said, Toddy, and 
illustrated wonderfully. It, it's it's up to each manager and how involved you want to be throughout the season. Nice. Um, Sanji, anything on that? Uh, no, I, I agree. Like third, fourth round value. I mean, uh, Tati, I have a question for you though. If you have to compare Kudus to like an existing third or fourth rounder asset, who would you kind of compare him to, I guess? And then I guess maybe we can associate a comparative fab value with that, right? It's it's difficult because he's coming into a team that has that has swapped out all their midfield um, and is coming in very late in the preseason. So that, that definitely caveats everything. So, um, but, but like, I think he's definitely coming in late third round. So he's, he's, um, if we're looking at third round mids, maybe Kulushevsky around that value for me um definitely below like soboslai and march who who came in in the third round uh in some leagues obviously that seems like a bargain after three weeks um but let's say who who did we have third round in third round midfield value um third Maybe round like uh would, would you put solid march there yeah, yeah, like March was was um, was slipping to third round, but obviously I'd rather, much rather, have Soli March than uh, than Mokudus. Um, let's see. Um, oh, Alexis McAllister. Oh, Kudus all day. Yeah, agreed. Kudus all day. Um, just because we we have had uh, like Alexis McAllister, I think was one of the main players who who had a very different uh, valuation uh, in the community to where we valued him. So I want to give you some midfielders uh, to compare him to based on ADP. Um, Pascal Gross's ADP was 36. Yeah, that's just the name I was going to look at. I mean, I mean, for That's me, I one. think I would take Pascal Gross just because of the key passes and how consistent he is season after season. And you know that he has a role there. Like you, yeah. you know that he has a role. You know yeah. that he he will play in, in in any number of positions, but he will play there. Um, there is one an eyesore who, which is Bruno Guimaraes, who was fortieth for ADP, but yeah, obviously we'd rather have Kudus. Kudus, every day of the week and twice on Sunday. Gibbs White White was 43rd. Give me Gibbs White. Yeah, easily. (laughs) Yeah. I think, think, honestly, the best sort of valuation is Kulusevsky. Someone who is on an attacking team, doesn't have set pieces, will contribute to goals, uh, not the main man. And I think that's, I don't think Kudus will be the main man on West Ham, but it's exciting. Are you dropping a hundred fab on Kulusevsky then? Is that, or like how much are you dropping on Kulu? That's a good question. You would have to drop a hundred to get him. If you want to get him, because someone in your league is going to. Yeah, Yeah, that's, that's the same with Kudus. Like, Probably, if you like, 
if it was maybe if it was a if it like if it was a draft day then then yeah he would his value would be around i don't know 60 70 fab but if it's after draft day and you're essentially hoping to buy a third round value or a fourth round value with your 100 fab then then he will go all these guys will go for 100 fab no yeah. question about it Watch Kudus be become uh, this season's corny. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Yeah. Um, Rishi is asking in chat, Paketa or Kudus, considering everything we know at the current moment. If you're drafting today, I'm not touching Paketa. Yeah, like he's one of three players who has scored double digits in all three game weeks. Draft the thoughts. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, but sell high, well, but yeah, I mean, any moment there could be the athletic article drop saying, Yeah, he's about to be suspended. And to be honest, if he is found guilty, then what he did was much, much worse than what Ivan Tony did. Absolutely, so, so it should his suspension should go to. Um, much higher um, number of weeks, months, years out. Um, but then again, innocent until proven guilty, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, listen, we ever all the um, Aventoni managers were fearful last season, but they wrote that <laughs> until the end of the season and benefited. That is true. That so, is true. It that could is... be the same situation with Pakita. We we talked about it on on BB Pod as well. Like uh, it's gonna be you're gonna not get good enough value for Pakita from any other manager because that cloud is gonna be hanging over your head. So the best you can do is probably just enjoy the Pakita points while you have it. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. You're <laughs> not gonna be able to trade him out, and you really shouldn't trade him out um, unless you have a contact at the FA and know that the suspension is <laughs> coming, but that even that's a bit iffy. Right. Uh, but well, how long did we wait for, for the Tony news? You know, I mean, you, you could get three quarters of the season from him. You could, who knows? And if he continues to get double digits every week, then he's a top five mid. Yeah. Yeah. Enjoy <laughs> so, it. Bask yeah, in it. it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. We got to move here, boys. Let's take these other ones quicker. Um, Toddy, you just had his picture on your screen. Beto to Everton already scored a goal today. Literally just into the side and already scored a goal in in a cup match. But we won't. Still, he already scored a goal, so I assume you're very excited. I'm moderately excited. <laughs> let's, let's, let's just put pour some cold water on that. All right. Uh, yeah, he's still an Everton forward. At the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's the kind of Everton forward, or he's the kind of Deitch forward that you like. He's 71st percentile um, for aerials. One, um, he's a big lad. He's agile as well. Um, so, so yeah, there's there is no reason he couldn't be a solid floor, um, decent-ish upside uh, forward too. I would like to thin up the temperature on your tap, Totti. Um, I'm I'm quite um, 
like keen on on getting this guy. Um, I I mean, I, there was a confusion about getting him today because depending on when waivers would process all that sort of jazz. Also, if you're trying to get this guy, his name isn't Beto in the game. All right, it's um, yeah, it's a long, long five six name. Oh, yeah. Welcome thing. to so, Fantrax. Yeah, so definitely be wary of that and don't be like, oh my god, he's not in the league yet, so I'm just going to chill until he's added. No. Um, go look up the proper name. What, what is his proper name exactly? Uh, let me try to... On the pod? Let me try. Um, it's not... Okay, that's Yusuf Tremidi. Oh, here it is. Norberto Bersique Gomez Betuncal. Yeah. Can you see I, that now? I've, I've <laughs> yeah, we can see it on the screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you yeah. go. So I mean, search, yeah. search up, search up Norberto. You'll yeah. find him. N O R B E R T O. Norberto in your fan tracks until we get them to change the name. Hopefully, <laughs> <laughs> which yeah. will which will mess with all our uh, data scraping. The draft lab. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> um, but but he was also mentioned in a Weaver article, right? Uh, he's coming off. I mean, let's look as far back as his uh, two seasons with Udinese. Uh, Double-digit goals in both seasons. Um, even his uh, small cameo tonight. Uh, if you look at some of the stats that you can pull up from websites like SofaScore, uh, NBGB. Yes, NBGB. Elliot Freeman comment let's, in chat. That's awesome. Let's go with that. Um, but in his 45-minute cameo, um, he had one shot on target, three shots off target. He hit the woodwork. Two big chances missed. Um, an aerial is in there. A, ta- a, t- a couple of tackles. Um, he was offside. I don't know if he did. He score an offside goal as well in like the last second of the game. Um, I think there was a chance that I heard when I was rushing to get ready for the stream and stuff like that. But yeah, l- listen, um, Everton put up, what, 4.7 XG so far for the season, no goals scored. And they've been crying for someone to put away their chances. I mean, sure, they've lost McNeil, they've lost Iwobi, James Garner, Decore, Onana are kind of all responsible for creativity. But I-, I feel like he could fit in. Like He looks like he has good physicality suited to the Prem as well. I don't see why not, like why you can't hit the ground running. So, I have a league where I have uh, the coveted McNeil M- NBGB uh, <laughs> double up. <laughs> you already got NBGB in? I got I got him in NBGB. Oh wow! Yeah, because he's he's not he's not available in mine yet. He's he's run. I think he's running on the waivers on Friday. You mean our league, Joe? Our league. Well, also the community <laughs> league. Yeah, my two leagues. Sorry. Where, where we're facing each other. That we are. That we, this week, <laughs> that's right. Oh, it's a derby. Let's go. I forgot about that. I thought it was quite fitting given the draft of Palooza and then we're facing each other. So Solid. If only I could be there. Uh, um, that's okay. Yeah, I'll... I think that's a good segue to sort of mention that now. Yeah, yeah go. Uh, go for go. it. Yeah, yeah. Because um, Sanji... Robbie, Ryan, and myself will all be in London uh, this weekend. Uh, we'll do a little um, get-together on Friday night um, in Midtown London uh, at Atos, and, and we'll send you the locations. Uh, if you want to join, we'll watch the Luton-West Ham game, and we'll talk draft and have fun. Um, otherwise, us lot are going to Brighton, 
on Saturday to watch Brighton v Newcastle, which should be a great game. Someone someone once said that envy is for people who don't have self esteem to be jealous. So I'll just I'll just say that I'm very I'll just say that I'm very jealous. I'm very very jealous of you. Um, I hope you guys have a blast, man. Honestly, it's gonna be great. Um, okay, Beto, I'm kind of with you, Sanjay. I'm excited about him. I think I think he could be solid. My only question is like, what happens to DCL? Um, ride off into the sunset. <laughs> I mean, like, Sean Dyche has played two striker systems before. I mean, yeah, yeah. Not not saying that um, one is an Ashley Barnes and the other one is a Chris Wood. I, I don't know if it, you can just compare based on physicality and height differences, but one of them I'm could like, be Sam Vokes. Sam Vokes, yeah, yeah. Well, that's exactly. that's a name I've not heard in a long time. <laughs> I mean, if he's if he's not getting results, and let's say you know they go to Brown Lane, they lose again, bottom of the table still. Like, surely he might try something different, especially if he doesn't have his creative, you know, assets back fit yet. So I don't know if it's too bold to think of, but yeah, uh, let's see. I'm, I'm I still think Beto could do something, could do bits, man. Let's see, let's see. Fair. Is anyone excited about Archer to Sheffield United? No. No. That's the classic pause, pause, no. That was coined by Ryan uh, oh so long ago. Just pause, 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 no. Well, I, I, I think I might change depending on whether or not they get a last-minute attacking midfielder of known quality um, to supply Archer with the... Yeah, yo, thank thank you, Tati. I actually grabbed him in a couple of leagues as well. I, I saw the, um, the news flying around Twitter. Uh, I mean, if you listen to our Inside Track series as well... Um, I'd suggest, you know, um, messaging uh, James as well um, about anything Sheffield United. Um, he's the one that actually gave me the tip. He's like, yo, I think we're getting linked to James McAtee for loan. So I'd be trying to grab him, trying to stash him in leagues if possible. And I think now as well, um, it, it's a good time to kind of grab stash assets that might be rumored to get chances at different clubs because the window closes uh evening of september 1st which is the friday so other than loot and west ham which i don't think you're going to be able to stash assets for you can wait until the window closes everything's confirmed and then saturday morning if it doesn't pan out drop them and you have a empty spot on your roster yeah you can just you know stream for, for the re remainder of the game week right so i like that yep all right I'm going to say final one, but it's not because unfortunately, as the chat is buzzing about news has already broken um, within the last couple hours uh, that we're going to talk about in just a second. But Timothy Castagne to Fulham, I don't see him starting right away, but I'm curious what you guys think. <laughs> Long side. <laughs> no. Um... I mean, are we excited about any Fulham players right now? Raul Jimenez, but Ryan won't agree with me. Yeah, 
And neither will I. And neither will I. <laughs> I mean, oh. I could agree with you if we found out that our understanding of the word excited is different. <laughs> oh, interesting. Okay. So this isn't about the player. This is just about uh, our, our shared, the, the language we share or claim to share. Exactly. Exactly. Well, um, fun aside, I like Castagna. I think he was one of the best players on that very bad and um, ultimately um, relegated Leicester team. Uh, he should nail down the spot for Fulham. I think he should be a starting defender at Fulham. And if he does actually do that, uh, I will gladly stream him. And if he if he turns out to be decent, I will gladly hold on to him for uh, stretches of games like I did for Kenny Tete. Less so Anthony Robinson, uh, but to some extent. Uh, even Tosin on, on some good weeks, um, he was a decent stream. So, Streamer, so, yep. yeah. Like, I don't want to dis... Uh, Castagna, he's a good player and, and he's a good fantasy asset. Uh, it's just that Fulham are, are a bit looking a bit rather blessed right now. So I'm, I'm staying away. Completely agree. Um, Sanji, so our ghost point tracker was updated on August 28th, which people can find on the draftsociety.com. Um, take a stab at Raul Jimenez's current ghost point average through three games ghost points of course being those points that are scored that are not uh goals assists or clean sheets i'm gonna say two two to three something like that very nice 2.7 very nice and by the way that's terrible (laughs) i I mean i think you've got to take those games in isolation though right um It's always going to be tough uh, having a brilliant start to your career at a new club. Um, And uh, I think his most recent game, he would have ghosted uh, 8.5 points. I mean, it shows 6.5 because he got a yellow card that game. And I think that was his first game at Emirates since he got that head injury at that very ground as well. Um, Yeah, I... I still think there's a player in there. I I think we know his quality and know his potential. And obviously, I'm going to bang his drum because I'm an owner. And I'm hoping and praying that maybe he turns out to be an asset. But I, sure. I do understand the concern, right? And the yeah. thing is, he, he has, like, big boots to fill, man. Mitro was an absolute monster last season. Yeah. Like, first, second round pick value. Like, if you're expecting that, then obviously like no <laughs> because that's going to be very very difficult to replicate but if he can get some you know a run of form and you know they've now got um increased creativity from a fullback position in Castagne because I mean I agree with Totti I I would assume he starts he's their he's their best fullback option at the moment right he starts above Tete he starts above Robinson uh, I think Castagne has enough ghost point potential as well, even if that Fulham defense concedes. And Paulini is coming back now as well. They just beat um, Spurs in the EFL Cup. Like, I, I think we need to have a bit of patience maybe with Fulham as to what they can provide from an attacking sense. But yeah, I mean, it's not been a, a brilliant start for Raul Jimenez at all. I, I agree. But uh, I think we need to have a bit more patience. That's fair. That's fair. I like it. I like the um, I like the the devil's advocate stance. 
I like I like a counterpoint. It's good. I don't <laughs> like fences. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad. They're uncomfortable to sit on. <laughs> all right as you can see on the screen is just one of many comments in chat that have been made already about the rumors of brighton attempting to bring in ansu fati on a loan and, and that is hijacking spurs's bid hijacking spurs bid which would leave them only with at this point it sounds like brandon johnson as their main target um, so <laughs> Ansu Fati to Brighton, what would that look like, guys? It would just be much, much worse than it currently <laughs> yes, is. Yes, exactly. And it's already bad. Exactly. <laughs> like, yeah. I, am, I, am, I am dreading the day that it, it is coming that Mitomo is getting benched. Um, especially if Ansu Fati is coming in, because I think he is primarily a left winger. Um, I'm, I'm, I haven't watched a lot of Barcelona recently, um, but but yeah, he is definitely an exciting player, and we will dive deep into him if he actually signs for a Premier League club to show you what he's made of. But um, as I've been saying. All preseason. This is actually the Deserby that we um, anticipated last season. The guy who is trying to score one more goal than the other guy, and also the guy who <laughs> will rotate the hell out of his team. Yeah, and it's looking more and more like that. Um, yeah, and CISO being out, I mean, I guess maybe that was alarm bells and they thought they needed some extra reinforcements, or maybe this is just Deserbi. As well, yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Maybe this is just Deserbi going to Deserbi. I mean, yeah, uh, they, they, the profile of players that they were looking for is pretty similar. They were looking for, uh, they're looking at uh, possibly Palmer and Kudus, and now settled on Fati. Yeah. I mean, Carl makes a good point. Um, after Ansu Fati's injury, um, he really hasn't been the same and hasn't even like nailed down a spot in the 11 at Barca. So, I mean, there, there is that, um, maybe he has to earn his spot. Is he, I think it's an actual question. I mean, is he better than Matoma? He's, he's not bad. I don't think he's better than no. Matoma. I think he's, I think he's, like he's coming in as support. He's coming in as he's coming in as someone I think who, as he was coming up, showed extreme potential. And um, Brighton saw an opportunity to pounce, get him in, have a look at him with their own eyes, like not through television screens and through uh, intermediaries have a look at him, put him through the paces, and if they can get him, and and if it turns out that that he is, um, there is a player, there is the same very exciting young player in there um, that can come out with, with a little help from Brighton, then they've hit, hit the jackpot as oh. they usually do right. with most of their signings. If not, then he'll go back to Barcelona and, and suffer the uh, further ado. 
situation uh, as as the young, exciting, uh, attacking talent that yeah. that never never will be. Uh, never will but, be. But yeah, I think it's a, a very smart deal from Brighton. They have the cash to spend, um, and they are spending it wisely, which is absolutely no surprise to anyone yeah. who has seen Brighton in the last few years. Yeah. It's just I'm like, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm more anxious about Adingra taking minutes off uh, Mitoma in the near future than I would be of Fati. But like for a whole season, it just complicates things with Brighton attacking players, which has already been complicated enough. Yeah, that's fair. Sanjay, your take? Yeah, I think in the comments, Rishi brings up a good point, right? Uh, Brighton have kind of been known for doing loan deals now um, over the past couple of seasons. Uh, he mentions uh, Levi Colwell, uh, Billy G as well. So I'm not going to touch Ansu Fati. I, I, I mean, that injury concern is real. Uh, and I do agree it's probably going to be a massive depth signing. And... It's kind of a good situation for Barcelona as well, right? Uh, Fatih's been at Barcelona pretty much his entire career, uh, been in Spain in his entire career. So maybe the change of scenery they're hoping um, could help him with uh, managing his injury status or maybe regaining some sort of confidence playing with a brilliant manager, with a team that's playing some very attractive football. Um, so it's kind of a win-win situation for Barcelona, regardless of uh, where he kind of goes. Uh, I guess, obviously, like going to Brighton is much better than going to Spurs, let's be honest. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I'm excited to see him play in England, but will I roster him? Probably not. I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. All right. I will, try to get, I will try to get my league mates to spend all their remaining fabulous. Yes, yes. No yes, question yes, about that. Yes. Yeah. Um, and I think we're going to have to kind of do a wrap-up um, transfer window sort of special or longer segment um, over the international break. Because like you said, Toddy, we can cover these things you know, more once they're actually confirmed. So uh, let's, yeah, let's move along. Okay. This is called What's in the Box? Guess what's in the box? What's in the box? What's in the box? <laughs> you are absolutely welcome for that one. One more time? Sure, you got it. Guess what's in the box? What's in the box? What's in the box? <laughs> that might be my favorite drop that I've ever created, guys. Um, anyway, okay. What's in the box? This is a new game slash segment that I've created where we are going to be placing players into four different boxes. Those boxes will be labeled and I'll walk through what they are. Um, but we're focusing on players who unfortunately, or maybe fortunately in some cases find themselves in a different box than they were on draft day. So this is us sort of coming to terms with new player valuation with um, a new role for a player or um, just generally what we can expect from them as a fantasy asset. So what is in the box? First category, D-R-O-P-A-S-A-P. D-R-O-P-A-S-A-P. Toddy, I believe you are first. Hit us yeah. with your two players. Um, 
unfortunately, number one is Brownhill, and my number two is Bruno Guimaraes. Uh, um, Brownhill is just is just not playing. Uh, it's either the potential signing for Wolves, which I think will not happen now that they have Tommy Doyle coming in as part of the uh, Matheus Nunez deal. Um, it is rumored that um, company just doesn't think that Brownhill has got it what got what it takes to play in the Premier League. Anyway, long story short, he's not playing. Even if he's playing, he is playing on a on a newly promoted uh, Burnley team that is not very extremely exciting, attacking, um, high scoring team. So it's a drop for me. And Bruno Guimaraes has just developed an allergy to fantasy points um, this season. Um, he's one of those guys who, if we were talking like an attacking asset that started with like scoring two or three points, um, let's say someone like Joe Pedro, mm. who started one game and then didn't start the next two. He would be nowhere close to my drop ASAP. He wouldn't be my buy low ASAP. Mm. Uh, whereas Gimaresh, on his best days, gives you eight, nine points. That's not worth waiting for and not worth rostering for because you're, you're going to have, um, you're going to be too anxious to start him. So, so he's, He's, he's been like we just talked about it here the 40 something ADP, which is a huge drop now that he's, I think, droppable. Oh, yeah, that that's a great point. And I mean, that he was one of those players that we all, you know, not just to our own horn, but we all ranked a lot lower than he was going in terms of his ADP. Um, he just he's never he's never ghosted that well. He, he just there are games where he disappears and now that they have more attacking talent, it, it just seems like, yeah, he's got a role and he's just sort of going to stick to it. Nice. Exactly. All right. So Ryan, who may join us later, maybe not. I mean, he's on a work trip overseas um, about to join you guys, but uh, currently I believe still in Ireland. Is he? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, he, he had a work dinner and was trying to join us, but I think it ran long. It's okay. We're going to give you his picks anyway. Um, he's recommending you drop DCL, which is interesting now with the Beto news. Um, but DCL, I think just given the fact that he's just done with him. Uh, and then Chloe Vare, AKA Justin Clivert. Um, and then he says slash Bournemouth, which I think he is also a little bit fed up with the cherries at the moment. So those are Ryan's picks. I went with Ollie Norwood, who was a little bit later of a draft pick. Uh, a lot of people were hoping that he was going to be uh, kind of one of those under-the-radar, ghost point type of guys where he would still get you a good solid floor of points every week. It's just not happening. Um, he's playing. He's just not doing what we'd hoped. Uh, some of that I, is down. Go ahead. I, sorry, I had him in the avoid column. In the oh yeah. Sheffield United uh, write-up. Just, just saying. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, some of that's down to, to Hamed, obviously. Or ha wait, Hamed? No, Hamer. Yeah. Hey, Hamer. Hamer time. Yeah. MC Hamer. 
Um, and then some of that's down to just the fact that like he's just not producing really. Um, my second one is Yuri Tilaman, hopefully for obvious reasons, but he's still something like 60% rostered. Um, so get rid of him, move on. There's there's new players coming into the league. There are players being dropped that have value in all of my leagues, and you'd much rather have any of them. Sanji. So before before I give my picks, am I allowed to challenge Totti on his picks? Oh, yes. yes. Please. Yes. Fight, so, fight, 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 fight. <laughs> so I... I agree with the Brownhill thing. Like he, he's probably a drop. Like I mean, he's not being started, which is mind-boggling to me because um, I was quite excited and possibly rostering him this season. Um, in sure. terms of the Brownhill performance and all that, uh, he played tonight in the cup. Uh, I think if you count up his stats and stuff, all that, I think he got around maybe ten ghosts or some of that. He got the assist for the winner as well. Uh, and we've seen, I think, in a lot of these cup games, uh, middle of the season, it's sometimes a platform for existing assets to show the manager, listen, you need to be playing me, right? And, you know, they'll have a great cup performance and then all of a sudden they start getting league appearances, league minutes, and then they start to uh, be nailed in the in the league team in that sense. Are you not concerned that maybe this is one of those examples that could happen sort of thing? Um, the reason I'm not concerned about that because it's not a new signing. It's not something. It's not a player that needs to bat in, needs to find his uh, spot on the team. He's a player who played all of last season under company, so it's not. He he knows this guy. He knows what he can do. He played him all last season. He was their main man in the midfield, and for some reason or other, he decided not to play him. And he, he didn't even come on. He played, he, I think he came on for one minute against Man City in the first game. And then he didn't feature in the second at all. Um, so the only reason or the only possible positive I could find um, to justify still rostering him is that maybe his head was turned by a potential transfer speculation and company said we'll we'll reintegrate you when your your head is um uh, in the game but he was on the bench uh for for these games he hasn't been sent to the under 21s there was no disciplinary issue there was no real rumors either so it wasn't like there was some chatter about him going to Wolves, but it was very low level, not very trustworthy sources. Um, so I think in this day and age, we would have we would have heard if there was concrete interest. If this was the case that he he his, was he was looking for a move away, um, I I tend to believe those rumors that the company thinks he's he needs a different type of player in that midfield um, and and at the end of the day it was more it was more of a hopeful draft grade for him rather than a proven draft grade so remember even two years ago when Burnley were in the Premier League it was <clears throat> it was at the end of the season that he he became a valuable fantasy asset when he when he got that more attacking role on Burnley, uh, even before that he wasn't 
like he was there and he was playing and nobody wanted to pick him up. So that even that is a possibility that he starts playing and he he keeps getting five points. So it's it's not like we're like honestly I, at this point in time I'd rather hold Cole Palmer, who I don't think will play a minute of uh, Premier League football. But with Chelsea, you could see Sterling uh, and Madueke get injured in a ten minute stretch in any league game training or uh dinner at home so <laughs> that means Cole Palmer is a starter for Chelsea uh and he's an attacking starter rather than Brownhill who will be uh, uh exciting but um high floor low ceiling midfielder if even if he plays yeah we should mention that was confirmed earlier today by um Fabrizio Romano, inevitably after it was already confirmed by other sources. Oh, happy <laughs> merchant at it again. Um, <laughs> and uh, uh, Bruno Guimaraes as well. Um, I, I don't know. I feel like we're being harsh on him because uh, last season and a half of what we've seen of him, uh, what average around eight and a half to nine points. Uh, I'm wondering, like, and we've seen it multiple times, is in fan tracks, depending on where a player lines up uh, in that team or whatever, their responsibility and role changes within that team, and obviously their point output changes accordingly. Um, do we think maybe it's a situation because of the impact of Tonali, that's why Gimarish is not scoring as well? And once Champions League kicks in, what if um, Gimarish gets to play a bit further forward and they kind of, um, you know, play a more combative midfielder partnered next to him instead of rolling out Tonali um, for a 38-game season? Yeah, you, you guys can, can see can, this right can now, get right? A seven-point midfielder. Yeah, no, yeah, I mean, you can you can see this. I mean, his his heat map clearly just he's not involved in the attacking third really at all at this season. So what you have on the screen currently is. Um, care of sofa score his season heat map and this is the 23 24 premier league season and what you see is just he's barely i mean he's hardly ever he's almost never in the opponent's box he's just not there um anyway you can get last season's heat map on here yes absolutely same thing (laughs) yeah same thing what about the season before that same thing but, I mean, but so he he plays everywhere wherever you need him. Like so, I'm not surprised by any of these heat maps. I I I get that. I get that, and I think he's at like he's one of those players that that if you've drafted him or if he ended up on your team, uh, then he can complement your midfield. Mm. Ideally, um, with uh, five to ten points every week, but he's getting one to two points. Right. Yeah. So, so the upside of five to ten points and waiting for that to happen, um, either when Champions League starts or if someone gets injured or 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 there's a shift around in midfield, it's not worth waiting for for me. Yeah. It's just eating up a roster spot. Yeah. Fair enough. Okay. Cool. Um, Hit us, Sanji. Yeah. Uh, so the two names that I've suggested, uh, two defenders, how exciting. Um, one is uh, Lewis Dunk. Uh, I just feel like Brighton are going to keep conceding goals and chances. And 
typically center backs don't really score well. Um, I mean, regardless of the team they play for, I feel uh, at least most of them, like Ruben Diaz, for example. Like there are a few names that I wanted to put here. Um, Ruben Diaz, Pau Torres as well. Uh, but I mean, you look at uh, his scoring so far for the se- season, Lewis Dunk. Uh, he's got negative uh, 0.75, 1.5, and then most recently 4.75. But I feel like that 4.75 was kind of boosted by the fact that they were basically throwing the kitchen sink. Like they were basically trying to get some sort of comeback goal versus West Ham. Um, and yeah, there's a shot in target in that 4.75. So I feel like it would have just been another shit score from him. Um and I don't see them keeping clean sheets anytime soon. Also, it's very upsetting that they're rotating their goalkeeper. Like, as a defender, that would just be like, I look back and it's not the same guy I've been playing yeah. with last game. Like, that's a little off-putting slightly. And I feel like that level of rotation just would harm your defense, if anything. So, yeah, that that's, there's, that's a few reasons why I'm kind of like low on him. And then now, Lissandro Martinez, uh, his output so far, negative 0.5, negative 2.75, and 1.75. Not great numbers. Um, I feel like you could probably get something better from, like, John Egan. Mm -hmm. Um, Granted, John Egan just put down negative 1.5, I think, but that was versus um, the Man City team as well, right? So... Yeah, it's... I know Varane's injured, Luke Shaw's injured, like... Who, what is the centre-back pairing going to be um, moving forward? Is it going to be a combination of him and Evans? Him <laughs> and Slabhead? Like, yeah, I don't know. You know United, I, I feel like Lindelof. they're still going to... Sorry? Talk Lindelof. Lindelof. Yeah. I mean, Lindelof uh, surprisingly put up some decent ghost points as well. Uh, when he came on as a sub, I think, in the last game, I think he put up like 7.5 or some of that. Um, but let's not forget to mention the fact that just United have been absolute dog shit so far so like just the mere fact that like defensively they've been an absolute shambles and so i just don't know even i'm not sure i could recommend even like if i knew delo was nailed which he seems to be now that shaw's injured but can i even recommend him on a week-to-week basis i was he was dropped he was dropped in my league and i was i was debating on how much to bid for him and I was very, like, very not sure about yeah. how much I wanted to bid for him. I got him for, I think, 12 or 13, Fab. That's not bad. Seems, I like seems that. Seems like a steal if he, if he plays. And, and I've heard um, analyses that mention that if Cucurella comes in to the left back role, that his defensive solidity would mean or his inaptitude to attack whichever whichever one uh, tickles your fancy um would mean that they it would allow the load to actually start at right back ahead of uh von Brissaka, which would be the ideal situation for a fresh faced the owner oh 100 percent. i mean yeah and we know that he produces when he's there exactly but- yeah. Also, right. it doesn't help Alessandro Martinez's case that he is a bit card happy and with the refs and the new rules and he's Argentinian and we've seen these Argentinian uh, defenders get yellow cards easily like Marcus Rojo at one point Christian Romero like so <laughs> that just doesn't help his case um, The Butcher he's um, happily nicknamed 
That's an awesome nickname, though, to be honest. That's yeah. that's fantastic. Um, yeah, all right. You know, you guys... Students call you the butcher. <laughs> Do my students all call me the butcher? Yeah. Uh, to my face. Behind my back, it's something different. All right. Are we ready to roll? Here we go. What's in the box? The next box is set and forget. This is a much more positive one, boys. This is a, definitely one of those where it's like we can celebrate the achievements of some of these players. Um, so who is now set and forget that wasn't when we were coming into the season? Let's talk about this one. Toddy. Um, I tried to look at uh, players who were previously not considered set and forget. And obviously this whole segment this whole podcast comes with a caveat of uh it's early it's still only three game weeks in so a lot can change but two of the players that i that i thought were going to be much more up and down and are looking a bit more steady one is uh udogi destiny inyamanya whatever his uh, middle name is udogi um i honestly i thought that he would be he would be one of those Marcus Alonso types that he had to score zero points or 25. And he's been he's been getting good ghosts. He's been getting... Obviously, the Spurs have two clean sheets in three, which uh, skews the uh, sample size a bit. Uh, they're not going to get two out of three clean sheets for the whole season. Uh, but yeah, he looks, he looks good for it. And he... He looks to have that spot nailed down much, much, much more than anybody on the right side. So, so yeah, for me, he's set and forget, and he will, he will probably, I will, I will probably um, be overconfident in his set and forgetness, set and forgetness. I don't know. <laughs> um, and and. Um, end up starting him for a minus eight against a bigger team. Uh, but yeah, I, as long as he doesn't prove me wrong, then I think he's he's there as a set and forget. And the other, other one is Jensen of uh, Brentford, who I've rostered several times in, in the previous seasons and has always been overwhelming and then very underwhelming. Yeah. Uh, and, and now he looks like he was in my uh, three two three players to keep an eye on uh, in the Brentford article, and um, I'm glad I kept an eye on him. Um, although I didn't manage to draft him in any of my leagues, and now I probably can't get him because he's he's been playing well. Uh, but yeah, I would I would run him out every week, regardless of opposition. Yeah. And I like that. Set and forgettedness at its best. Yeah, Liberty Autumn in chat said, "Set and forgetitude." Sounds good. Set Sounds and forgetitude. Like, yeah. I like that. I like that. Um, Ryan's contributions were Tiago Silva and Julian Alvarez. Okay, Julian Alvarez. Sure. I think we were concerned about <laughs> his ring. That's what he's doing. I mean, yeah, it's like, come on. We were concerned about his rotation, clearly, but you're talking about a fourth round pick there, right, Ryan? Come on. Um, but son uh, come on son yeah no um but tiago silva what do you think about that one sanji set and forget yeah i think it's one of your better center back defensive options he's got a goal threat as well um 
I I I think it's it's a it's a good choice. Honestly, I think even now with the fixture run that Chelsea has, we're probably gonna get a clean sheet. Maybe one in every two games, I'd say. I'm still worried that Robert Sanchez is our goalkeeper. Like, I lose sleep over that. I'm not gonna lie. Um, he gave what do you mean? Penalty. Getting getting Brighton's um, second slash third choice goalkeeper as your number one goalkeeper <laughs> is exactly the Chelsea way to go. I think at this point we're just gonna change that line on our logo to a seagull. Um, we're just that's, taking everything from them. So that's fair. Yeah, yeah it, it's 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 concerning. That's the only thing I, I'd be worried about is like, is the clean sheet guaranteed? But I think he has enough ghost point potential to. Um, to warrant, yeah, just set and forget status. Also, I saw somewhere in one of my chats tonight that Colwell got subbed early in tonight's cup game, so I don't know if there was an injury that would have popped up. So there was an injury, but Pochettino yeah. already came out and said that it's a non-issue. Okay, all right. So I mean, yeah, with him, Desasi, uh, Cole, uh, in the back, like, yeah, I, th- I think Tilva. Is a safe set and forget. He like he's in one of my rosters as well. I don't even think about it. So, yeah. What? Well, so, Gospel of Plato, um, Plato, not Plato, uh, brings up in chat that he's not set and forget once BB Body Ashley is back. What do you think about I, that? I doubt that. I think Thiago Silva is playing as many games as his legs can hold, and currently he seems that his legs can hold much more than the 21-year-olds around him. <laughs> much more than the normal human being who is that age, which is just insane. Which is um, our age, Joe. Our, yep, yes. Uh, which, yeah, makes me... I wouldn't be able to stand for 90 minutes. No, no, <laughs> I barely can right now. Um, all right, mine are going to be uh, Joachim Anderson and Pedro Neto. Let's start with Anderson because you're going to see Ryan disagree with me on this in a couple of uh, slides here. But um, I just looked at his output. I looked at his ghost points. I looked at um, the underlying stats for the game so far, and he's been pretty damn solid. Um, It's not that they've had like a super easy schedule either. 4.75 in a 1-0 loss to Arsenal. First of all, that shows me some pretty decent defensive solidity, but then it also shows me um, a decent ghost point output, which is going to be above six. That's what you're looking for. Um, obviously, the 34.75 against Brentford, probably something we can set aside. Um, but just because he had the one goal, it's not like he got 34 points from a goal. He's scoring points doing a, my- a myriad of different things on the pitch. Um, I just think... That's one of those where uh, I drafted him in a league and, and dropped him, I think, uh, bef- like before the first match, um, not obviously after he scored 23 points against Sheffield, but uh, sorry, Sheffield United. But uh, yeah, I, I'll never forgive myself. It's okay. It's not a big deal. I did the same thing with Ben Mee last year and still didn't win my league. So uh, the second one is Pedro Neto. And I just want to bring him up because... Carl makes a good point. Okay, I can't laugh at Ryan for saying Alvarez and then put Pedro Neto on my list. Yes, I can. First of all, it's Ryan. He's not here to defend himself. Exactly. Second of all, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Second of all, Pedro Neto went way, way later in drafts, um, and he's gonna end up 
I mean, I'm going to predict right now. I think he's going to end up being a forward two, bordering on like top 15 forward by the end of the season. Yeah. Um, and that's that value is insane right there. And the fact that you got him as at most a seventh round pick, most people got him even later than that, um, is ridiculous value. And that's league winning value right there. So don't trade him unless you get a really, really good offer. He's been ghosting out of his mind. He's not tied to um, clean or not tied to clean sheets. Obviously he's not tied to goals um, and assists really at all. So he, he's just, playing out of his mind he's like the he's like the player we we knew and loved from seasons ago so hold on to him so i think uh for me the question is and the litmus test for um for set and forget for anyone for defenders would you start him against anyone bar man city so would you start Joachim anderson against brighton or liverpool that is that is my my sort of cut off yeah. for set and forget. I would start a dogie against Liverpool or uh, Brighton. Personally, I wouldn't start on Anderson. Mm. Uh, for forwards, I think there's no caveat. Would you start him any week? And with Neto, I agree. I would start him any week against City, against Arsenal, against I don't know who the like a prop like proper low block not going to let you live sort of West Ham, Everton type. Yeah, I would start him any any day of the week. So he, he gets the set and forget tag from me at least. But Anderson for me doesn't. Hmm, interesting. So 4.75 against Arsenal doesn't do it for you? No. Like, I, I would want that on my bench. Hmm. I can get um. I can get a 7, 8 point streaming defender any game any game week yeah that's probably fair. not gonna hit on any of or on all of my streamers but you i think for every game week in a 12 team league you have the possibility of getting an eight point defender so we'll have to see if you agree with the box that ryan has put him in in just in just a bit i will okay all right sanji yeah, so I've got two midfielders uh, who, I guess, play in similar-ish positions, uh, Izvesuma and Jefferson Lerma. So I feel like I could kind of talk about them both at the same time. Um, they're just, I mean, we've seen, like, Steady Eddies get, like, let's say five to eight points. Um, that just kind of fills a gap in your roster when you badly need someone. With these guys, they're getting like double digit points. Um, and I don't know if it's going to stop anytime soon either. Um, so I feel like at, at this point, they're a reliable mid, as high as mid three, mid four. Like yeah, mid three is very right. pushing it. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're, yeah. You're pushing it, absolutely pushing it on mid three. Like this is assuming you've got like uh, lovely forwards and defenders and you didn't draft well in the midfield position. Um, like, for example, uh, a Casemiro or something like that, you know, who's just getting, like, a consistent 8 to 10 points. Um, I don't know if, like, these guys are now comparable to that. I don't think they're going to maybe get as many attacking returns as Casemiro, but... No. They, 
seen dependable so far. And again, it's only been three game weeks, but I, I like the looks of it. And um, I feel like at least Lerma should be higher. Like his roster percentage should be higher. It's only 50%. It should be. You're right. I mean, especially he's one of those guys. Like I have um, Schlupp on my bench in I think both of my leagues. Um, and he's one of those you just let him sit there because if you get hemmed up in a game week where you just don't have a guy to start, he's the perfect player to slot in. And these guys you're talking about are the exact same thing. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, I, I mean, if you, if you can grab them, do it. Uh, and I think Spurs fixtures are uh, mixed, I think, for the next six at least. I think they've got two in the smack dab middle of the next six that are tough. I think two of the top six um, as well. I can tell uh, you we've got we've got Burnley, Sheffield United, Arsenal, Liverpool. So there's the two. And then Luton and Fulham. And then Palace. Wow, that is beautiful. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's really good. Bissouma, you wouldn't be squeamish about playing him against against uh, Arsenal or Liverpool, would you? Agreed. You can roll them out during those games as well, right? Because his like, job is going to be to get the ball back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's those are like the types of players that I expressively um, advocate not to get mm. um, in in my uh, yearly uh, draft for first or last, not mid-table article. But I absolutely understand and and um, and see the value in getting getting them and then and then just leaving them. Like, if you're struggling for mids, like currently I'm, I have a league where I have three midfielders on roster, and one of those is Harvey Barnes. So, like, I would die for a Bissouma Lerma type <laughs> guy to to be able to field a. a legal lineup yeah uh, but, but but yeah legal. I, I i ended up with with a roster like this because i didn't want to draft or get in uh your lermas your Bisumas, your jensen's your your um whoever's yeah 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 i mean on draft day we're, we're mainly going for people with the attacking upside right uh they can get a goal yeah. get an assist on the day um but push comes to shove um you're going to be <laughs> forced into grabbing one of your steady eddies um but on the higher end of things so yeah yep absolutely all right let's move on boys what's in the box our next one is sell high sell high our next box so which players toddy have you placed in said box? I placed uh, Tomas Suchek, my old um, favorite in this sell high box. Um, I doubt that once the dust settles around um, the West Ham midfield, that he gets a starting spot, a, a definite starting spot uh, in that West Ham midfield. Yet now he looks like a world world beater, based on his points. So if you can get if you can sell someone on Suchek being in the previous box, mm -hmm. then I would like I would probably not not try to aim too high. But if you can get Suchek out and get Bisuma in or get um, Lerma in, then I would do that. Oh, I and feel like yet, that's that's an easy trade. 
Yeah. I think I think yeah. people will do that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a usable, um, down to earth draft fantasy advice. Yeah. That's what that's what we that's what we deal in. Uh, <laughs> that's what we you. do, baby. It's just you. I try to I try to make mine uh, specifically convoluted and and hard to follow, but yours is very easy. I agree. Yes. And Christian Romero, man, he's had two clean sheets. Um, uh, I think he dodged the red card already in in um, in in three times uh, minutes. Um, but yeah, I just I just don't think he scores that well or good enough uh, in in our current uh, um, scoring system to to warrant holding. Um, this is sell high if you can sell for value. Um, I would obviously start him in the in those upcoming two. Yeah. And then probably against Palace as well, but I think they concede against Palace, which means that he doesn't get a clean sheet points, which means that he will go sub eight, uh, sub six with a yellow card, which he's more than likely to get. So then maybe not even start him against Palace. So yeah, that's where my thinking is with Romero. If you can get a player that you you're not contemplating dropping weekly, then you have sold high with him. Because with Romero, I think you're contemplating dropping him weekly. Absolutely. Yeah, completely agree. Um, all right, so we come to Ryan, and his first player is Ben Rama. I think we all completely know why that is. Moyes, for some reason, hates him. Um, slept with his daughter, I think, is the official uh, word on the street. But i um, not quite sure exactly exactly what happened there. Um, and then this is where Ryan places. You haven't seen the tape? What? You haven't seen the tape? <laughs> um, no, no, I have not. I'm not going to search it. Certainly not on my school computer. Um, <laughs> this is where Ryan places Joachim Anderson, Toddy, uh, in the sell high category. And I got to say, I don't disagree with that. I really don't. I don't disagree with that. If you can get good value now, sure, go for it. Um, I like him as a set and forget, but I can't. I can't argue with sell high, and I imagine you won't either. You're the sell high king. I, I'm. I would sell anyone high, <laughs> and and that is like not not saying I would sell anyone when I'm high, right? But I, I'd sell anyone high. Um, oh man, yeah, yeah, definitely. Like like I I thought. Um, Anderson was iffy in the set and forget already. Um, somewhere above Romero, definitely for me. But uh, yeah, but yeah, if you can get a solid, a more solid player in, then um, these are the types of players. And I don't want to go on a tangent, but these are the types of players that are best sold for Fab, I think, because because you want the flexibility of an open roster spot. So you're not going to sell like a Romero or a Suchek or even an Anderson. You're not going to sell for a, or maybe you can, but, but I don't think that's a good, definitely good move to sell for a Tiago Silva or for a, for even an Eve Bissouma, because then you're locked into a sort of not non-explosive asset that you, 
definitely can't drop, but and and you play and he doesn't get you to twenty ever. He gets you fifteen on good days, eight on bad days. Yeah. But if you sell these guys for fab, you keep the open roster spots. You can you can pick the high upside guys up from the waiver wire from from the free agency um, at your leisure. But you've you've gotten value. Like like I I could see you selling Anderson for like twenty odd fab right now, which might get you better. And BGB, um, if you and and BGB exactly. If you don't know who I'm talking about, <laughs> so so Totti, you would rather you well. I guess you, from what I'm understanding is that you're probably gonna get better value in fab versus a one-to-one trade. Exactly, because you're not gonna get a high upside asset. So your best bet on um, on selling these um, sort of very high upside, shorter, very high upside guys. Your best bet is to go for a mid range asset like i think the ideal or or the trade that we talked about suchek for bisuma it's it's something that you probably could do and with bisuma you wouldn't think about dropping him because he will get you those six eight maybe ten eleven points that he has been getting uh but does that help your team win like it helps your roster be legal but does it really help you <laughs> win? Right. Whereas if you get like if you get get fifteen twenty fab and you know how to spend it, and this is coming back to my point about spending a hundred on kudus, if you are confident in your ability to spend the fab, then I think you can get better value from your fab. I don't mind it. All right, mine should be fairly obvious. Um, you have Maddie Cash coming off of a career match. Like, I, this is a once in a lifetime match that he's just had uh, against Burnley. The previous game, he had a clean sheet against Everton. Sure, he ghosted fairly well. Um, but you can't play those two teams every week. Sell high. I hope it's obvious. Um, he doesn't I, do this every week. Not not sure you guys will, will get this, but I'm sure that we have a few uh, commenters who will get this. Um, I had um, very, very strong uh, France 98 semifinal vibes when I saw the double cash goal notifications come in um so just for context because i see that your your uh, blank expressions that's yeah i think i was in sixth grade or eighth grade maybe yeah so france 98 uh the french team is touted as as um as semi favorites to go and uh, they're meeting uh, Croatia, who are the surprise package of the uh, World Cup in the semi-final. Um, Croatia with Prosinecki, with Davor Shuker, the golden generation. 
and France are struggling. Um, and the guy who comes to the rescue is one Lilian Thuram, who comes up with two goals in the World Cup semi-final to win the game and to progress France to the final that they eventually win uh, in '98. So, um, yeah, I had I had Lilian Thuram vibes from there. You go, Cash. Benji was right there with you. <laughs> I love it. Um, all right, my second player should be again obvious at this point. Um, just dropped twelve and a half against Nottingham Forest, uh, and aside from that, has been pretty abysmal. And and not only that, but we've seen that um, he can go missing in games. We've seen that he is basically consistently going to be subbed off um, between the sixtieth and the eightieth minute every single week. Uh, I don't know that you're going to get a. I don't. I don't know you're going to get ninety from this guy ever. Uh, and that is Anthony. I just think get him out while you can. Uh, if you have anybody who's still willing to buy into his long-term value, I'm 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 good with it. <laughs> Target the Manchester United fans. They will eat yeah. them up quickly. Yeah. All right, Sanji. Uh, so it's funny. I own Cash and Dinia in a league. Um, so I was bouncing off the walls this game week um, when I didn't even need the returns because I was up by like 90 points or something already. Um, okay. Are, are you going to give us your players or not? <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> Sorry. Hum, humble brag, guys. Um, so with, with Dinia, I feel like his position is a bigger threat than Matty Cash because of, you know... Alex Moreno being back on grass, etc. So, is he back I, on grass? That's what I was told. Yeah, he's back on grass. Um, I had uh, sorry to derail you. Again. <laughs> uh, there was a comment in in our Discord, uh, in the Inner Circle Discord, saying that I think it was something like I'm I'm not convinced that Alex Moreno is alive. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't seen any news on him lately so uh this is the information that i got from our inside tracks rep uh for the series uh his name is john uh twitter handle my name is john one of the best twitter handles oh that's amazing in my life good for him but but basically he was saying like uh try and sell either dino cash uh, as soon as possible because marino's back on grass uh, he thinks that uh, Marino Torres, Carlos Conza will be the preferred setup, uh, at least for like away matches. Uh, and he thinks that Cash will be competing with the likes of Bailey and McGinn. Because, I mean, if you look at some of the heat maps that we've seen, Cash is almost playing like a right winger, right midfielder as well, right? So, um, and the average position is like they've got three center backs at the back. And he's saying that, you know, he thinks Dinia becomes a rotation once Marino is fully back. Um, and yeah, I, I think that's why you should maybe sell high. But my only worry is that why would a manager take a player out of his team after the player is already playing well? He's got a good run of form. He's getting attack returns. He's doing the things on the pitch that Moreno was doing, right? Um, so that's why I, I guess in that sort of concern, if, if you're too worried about it, maybe you target the Moreno owner or do what Toddy says, right? Uh, sell for fab versus getting a one-for-one one trade. Um, and with Awonyi, um, the guy is on 
on I guess on his way to break Vardy's record. What is that? Nine returns or in seven games or seven mm. goals in seven games, something like that. Yeah, I would have never expected that he was going to score three goals in three games, given the fixtures versus Arsenal, Sheffield, and United. Maybe None one in three. None of us would. Yeah, right? Um, and his points have kind of reflected how dependent he is on attack and returns, right? Uh, 11, 17.5, 14.5. So maybe you can convince a manager that, you know, he's maybe able to score two in the next five or something like that. Um, and again, we're short for strikers or reliable strikers in our leagues uh, this season. So I think that's another opportunity to sell an asset. So, Would you, yeah. rather, would you rather Awani or Beto? MBGB. Uh, MBGB all day, baby. <laughs> MBGB. Oh, I love it. It reminds me of... Do you guys know anything about CBGB? Is that a no. thing like that you're aware of? Okay, it's it's a pop culture thing here. Benji can uh, speak to it, I'm sure, in chat. Um, it's a very, very, very famous um, concert venue uh, where you know, like some like really went on to be famous like punk bands played in the 70s and 80s. Uh, anyway, yeah. So CBGB, check it out. We All right, save it for your hip hop podcast. Uh, this will be the different <laughs> podcast. Um, speaking of somebody who will know about CBGBs, Ryan. Ryan? Ryan? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to remove you if you figure that out. Ever. Yeah, that was great. That was great. Yes. Okay, Benji's, Benji's backing me up. All right. Shall we move on to the last? Shall we move on to the last category? What's in the box? This is no more than a streamer. These are real letdowns for me because these are guys we all had hope for. And, and we really thought, we really, really thought it was going to work out. And now it's just come all crashing down. And maybe you can play them here and there. But no. Turns out it's just against shit teams. And that's about it. So, Ryan, are you back with us? Yeah, there he is. All right. Yeah, man. Fantastic. Yeah. All right. Beautiful. All right. We're getting into no more all than right. a streamer. Here we go. Toddy. Who do you got? Who's in the I box? John McGinn and Mateus Cunha. Um, John McGinn has been on my radar for not being more than a streamer since I read Ryan's amazing Aston Villa piece uh, uh, preseason. Um, he's <laughs> he's he's always uh, failed to fail to live up to the hype from the fantasy community. Um, yeah. He's, he's one of those guys. The issue is that he might not even be a streamer. Like, he's a streamer. <laughs> right. Just hear me. I think he's a streamer based on his points, but it's not um, predictable points. Like, it's not it's not points that you can, you know, it's not like a, like, like Awanee or, or a striker or a defender that you know that you'll start him against Everton, starting against Sheffield United, he will do well. It's McGinn, it's going to be, he'll drop 20 against Man United and then half a point against Bournemouth or something like that. So so maybe not not more, but less than a streamer. Um, and Matthias Cunha, man, he looked good against United. Uh, but I think the, he he car carries the Wolves uh, striker curse. He's 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 just not gonna be scoring goals or or getting assists 
in a frequent enough manner to be able to warrant starting him in any matchup that is not against the bottom five, six game, five, five, six teams. Yeah, the zero against Everton was was brutal. Um, the twelve point five against Brighton, though, unexpected, and nine point five against United. So I don't know. Is that counter to your narrative there? It, it is. He might be the same as McGinn, like. Based on points, he's a streamer, but you can't predict when he's going to stream. So avoid. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. All right, Ryan, who's in your box? Wait, that sounds weird. Uh, Ryan, who would you like to place in? What is in your box? (laughs) He's put two entire franchises in the box. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know what the rails. I don't know what uh, you guys discussed before, but were my previous picks getting slated, or what's Omar's uh, comment about? I had to come on to explain my uh, choices. Omar's referring to the fact that um, you and I had Anderson in two separate boxes. Um, mine was set and forget, and yours was was sell high. So, which honestly, yeah. I can see both of those to be honest. Yeah, I'm definitely in the in the sell high, but yeah, that's a different story. Um, Sheffield United and Luton Town. I just don't think any asset from either of these clubs is worth rostering long term. So I think, as a result, they're they're all no more than a streamers. Um, What about Giles? What about Giles, man? Fucking Giles, man! I almost Um, put Giles on the set and forget. What? (laughs) I almost Uh, did it. um, Yeah, his five spot um, last week. Yeah, um, I, as bad as it sounds, he's got the 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 most potential to be no to be more than a streamer. But I still don't think at the end of the day, like I I was relying on him to get if he got seven points, I win my game week. But he got fucking five, yeah. um, and he was just the eye test was <laughs> terrible. His crosses were fucking horrific. <laughs> um, exactly, I think that's that's the main point. With you can with tell Joe. Ryan's in Ireland. Yeah, I've, I've had a few. Um, yeah, I just I could see fucking Dowdy coming in, replacing Kabore uh, in the starting lineup, and then maybe like sharing or even ultimately taking over the sets. That's how bad Giles was. Um, I didn't see the midweek uh, match from them, but yeah, I I don't know about that. And nobody else is worth it. I mean, Ross Sparkly what got one point five, so like he's just not going to be reliable. Um, and then Sheff- more than expected. Yeah. Um, Sheffield, I think, has a bit more uh, assets that might be worth rostering. Ollie McBurney, if he nails down a roll um, and reclaims his aerial ghost, might be worth rostering. Um, I know people are like enthralled with Hammer. I just don't think he's going to be worth rostering uh, long term. And um, yeah, and then Jaden Bogle. Toddy, I mean, he's the uh, your only hope. Jay Bogues. But I think, um, yeah, by and large, I don't think there's anybody more than a streamer in either either club. They're just too bad. That's fair. Yeah, Doughty, I think his goal was a direct free kick uh, in the cup game. was beautiful to see. Um, So, I mean, yeah. I mean, you clearly watched the Chelsea game and, like, saw all of his bad set pieces. Like, they were were really, really bad. 
Yeah, yeah. You mean Giles? And yeah. He, yeah, and he was even even worse defensively. I, I mean, that's my issue. Like, if they're gonna build they from skins, uh, yeah. Yeah, if they're gonna build from a solid foundation and try to get one more one goal in a in a scrappy one nil, then yeah. Ryan Giles is not someone you wanna rely on at the back. Yeah, they can't keep conceding four and three and you know whatever else. Yeah, but I mean that's why I say Ryan. Like as far as Giles is concerned, five in a three nil route, um, it seems okay to me. It's it's not okay for someone that's on all set pieces. <laughs> and like he had, it's not like Chelsea had the ball the entire time and he got no set pieces. He got a fair amount of set pieces. He was just not reaching anyone's forehead. They were hitting the first man uh, half the time. Yeah. So like, I mean, yeah, he, like I said, he has the most opportunity to, uh, to turn it around and be more than a streamer. Um, and I still have him in one league. I'm not completely giving up. But West Ham on Friday is, is last chance alone. That's fair. That's fair. All right, Toddy. Uh, unfortunately, I have to add Kerkez Milos to uh, no more than a streamer. And- I it, It's painful for me. Um, drafted him in a league. Uh, but I just think Bournemouth aren't very good. <laughs> And so I think his returns are going to basically depend on whether or not they can not concede between two and five goals. Um, I think he'll be fine in games where he is up against opponents who aren't going to put away a whole bunch of goals on him. And, you know, I just think in the rest of them, he's going to be pretty mediocre. So no more than a streamer for me. Um, that's not to say you have to drop him, but I I might hold him on my bench for those for those matchups where he's got um, some decent upside. And then this one also hurts me just generally as a as a fan of Liverpool. But um, Konate is is not is not it. it. He's not doing it for us for fantasy guys, uh, and we just need to be honest with ourselves about that. Um, a five point one two points per game average is not going to do it when it comes to uh, a Liverpool defender. And I just don't know that we're going to be necessarily the, um, the place you want to go looking week in and week out for clean sheet opportunities. We'll just say that. So that, those are my shouts. How about you, Sanji? Uh, two center backs. Um, yeah. It, it's just their points output. Uh, last three game weeks have not been impressive. I know Ruben only played two, but when he kept the clean sheet, he got 7.5 points. Uh, I mean, similar to Powell, when he kept the clean sheet, 8.75 points. But other than that, they've gotten like, um, what, 0.75, negative 0.25 by Powell, two by Ruben. Like, it's just like, you need a clean sheet to get points and that's never a, a comfortable feeling um with any of your assets uh, that you own and football is just unpredictable man goals are flying in i feel like we're we're having fewer fewer clean sheets this season um than before so i mean yeah it's, it's just with any of these center backs um they don't really have massive ghost point potential especially the the city ones when they have a lot more of the ball and they're not doing too many defensive actions and that sort of stuff so yeah i think i think we have we have been again i want to refer 
anyone who has the draft kit or the ultimate pass to Ryan's Aston Villa piece uh, on Paul Torres. We were never really that high on him for fantasy um, purposes. Ruben Dias, yes, we, we know what City defenders are like. They don't have a lot to do, but they likely concede a goal. Um, funnily enough, Joe, I wanted to uh, circle back to your two guys because I have both of them in my home league and have been eyeing on like looking at dropping them both uh, for the upcoming uh, schedule. I ended up not having to drop them, but but yeah, I, I think I agree. Um, it's the issue, the issue with Bournemouth's schedule. I think Kerkes will be good in, in games that, that Bournemouth are on the attacking um, and and um, Konate will be good when <laughs> Van Dijk is, is back or or I don't know. Um, <laughs> yeah. He might not be not be good ever. So I think he's maybe he's closer to the drop ASAP uh, than the no more than a streamer. For oh. me, Kerkes still has he has a lot of potential. Someone wrote uh, a few minutes back that he's Udogi light, which is which is a good um, description. I think for fantasy purposes, uh, I know a few years back we had uh, when Nelson Samedo came in the league we had a, a good conversation with Ryan about him the fact that he he gets good ghosts like he he, he got good ghosts and and it's the same with Kerkes but if he if they constantly keep conceding one or two goals then then having a ghost point four of eight nine in a vacuum is amazing or like not amazing but definitely decent but if you're if you're getting minus two or minus four every week on that eight point score, then then they're not worth rostering. And and I fear that that's going to happen to Bournemouth and and Kerkes, uh, which is a shame because because on a better team or on a more defensively solid team, I think he would be a very good asset. Well, and you you alluded to the upcoming fixture list. So after Brentford, then international break, Chelsea, Brighton, Arsenal. Yeah. And and then yeah. it's favorable, Everton, Wolverhampton, Burnley before City, Newcastle. But it's very short stretches of very bad games and then very, <laughs> very, games very bad games. Yeah, yeah. exactly. All right. Anyone uh, want to add anything else to any of these guys currently on the screen? I love that. Uh, I think it was last week when we were asking about our, our best calls and now he's no <laughs> I had to chuckle when I saw that you put characters in there because that's, that's gotta hurt, but it's patriotism. It is. It is. Yeah. Come yeah, on. Yeah, exactly. I, 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 I get that. Yeah. That's I why you and I it. immediately added uh, Tyler Adams, right? Ryan. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah of course. I'm, I'm keeping Balligan. I don't care. <laughs> Exactly. Um, okay, cool. All right. So there you go. That is, uh, that's your what's in the box. Uh, that's wait, wait. Oh, Ryan, you didn't hear the drop that I made for this. Oh shit. Yeah, let's hear it. Here we go. Guess what's in the box? What's in the 
what's in the box? <laughs> it's an all timer. I was like, I thought it was from seven. That's perfect. Yeah. It's an all timer. <laughs> well, all right. Let's move on to game week four streamers. Sanji, you want to kick us off? I think you're muted, brother. Yeah. Um, how do how do I follow up Anthony Marshall and Lyle Foster? Um, that's the <laughs> question. The, the, the difficult part about this is going first when you're the last person to put in the waiver picks. Because I had to look through everyone else's and I was like, damn, I wanted that. Damn, I wanted that. <laughs> so I really had to like scrape a little bit for this. But let, Okay, but hold on, on, hold on. You got like some serious shout outs on uh, Discord and on Twitter for your um, Lyle Foster pick. Yeah, I, I mean, it nearly helped Gavin beat Ryan. I was so close, Ryan. So close. <laughs> oh, his, his nine points with a goal? Yeah, it was, it was close. <laughs> Listen, he, it, he, it, he, had a, he had a great day. It's better than nothing, you know? You win some, you lose some. Um, I mean, I, I owe Ryan a logger now. That's the only downside. Um, but anyways, the picks that, that I, I kind of want to talk about. So to start off, it, uh, Anil Ahmed Hodzic uh, versus Everton. I know Everton won tonight in the cup, but they were down 1-0 to start the game. Um, and this game is happening at Bramall Lane. Um, both teams really need to finally kickstart their campaign in the, in the Prem. And I'm going to go with uh, the Sheffield team uh, because Everton, again, still um, not converting chances, etc. I know we like touted Beto to, to hit the ground running. At least one of us did. Um, but uh, would it surprise you if I said that I think of all the Sheffield outfielders, Anel has attempted the most shots for Sheffield United so far. Whoa. Yeah. yeah it was... it would yes, it would surprise me. Yeah. It would surprise anyone. Been out. Yeah, McBurney um, has been out, and it would surprise anyone who has not read yeah. our Sheffield United team preview. Yeah, where we said that he is a high volume shooter. Boom. Yeah. That is very. He was in the ninety fifth percentile mm. for shots for defenders. So there I it is. He he got goals uh, in the championship uh, as well, right? I think maybe okay. six goals or something like that. Um, yeah, yeah. So who knows? Uh, the only the only person that I see stopping Ahmed is the mighty Branthwaite. Now that he's gotten a chance for Everton, but uh, <laughs> yeah, that that's my punt of like a possible clean sheet with a possible goal. Um, okay. Yeah. So next we've got uh, Jomez. Um, he came on as, uh, <laughs> he came as a, as a substitute for uh, the red card, right? For Luis Diaz, I think when Virgil... Um, uh, yeah. I mean, we, we can be here all night to debate whether it's a red card or wasn't it. Um, it is. But, it was. Yeah. yeah? Okay. Well, quick, quick debate then. Uh, yeah, it was. <laughs> <laughs> Last man. Uh, I, I thought as Liverpool fans, we would have heard some no. sort of patriotic uh, opinion, but okay. Cool. No, we're not upset about that. We're more upset with uh, just the naivete around the formation and just how the players can't seem to figure it out. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, yeah, I yeah. wouldn't. I wouldn't put up that much of a fight if you said that Trent should have been sent off. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Your boy. That's T Bay Bay. Your boy. T Bay Bay, man. Oh, not had a great start. But anyways, this is sorry, a sorry, sorry. Part. sorry. <laughs> um, so Jomez came on for fifty-six minutes and scored. 6.5 points, which was a little promising to see. So if Verge is out, um, 
I like the home fixture for Liverpool, uh, but again, it's versus Villa, right? So it's a it's a little scary how that game could swing potentially. Um, but I mean, if you need a defensive option at like the last second, because I think w- w- when is that game? Is that game on the Sunday as well? Um, it's one of the um, later. Yeah, yes, it's on the Sunday. Sunday. Yep. So if you need like a a last minute option for a possible streaming um, defender, I think that's one you could probably consider because uh, you're not gonna get anyone from the last game, Arsenal versus Manchester United, right? So. I feel like Jomez. Also, how long is Virg out for? By the way, is it a few games? One game? It's one game, but the FA are investigating uh, in disorderly conduct. Yeah, and it it could so it could be like you know you grab Jomez now and you probably have him for a few games, right? Um, yeah. So it's a good option, I think, to at least stash um, for now. Um, next up, we have Mateta versus Wolves. Um, Scored a hat trick in the cup game. Um, him and oh, come on, who were winning 2 0 and required the magic of Eberiche Eze to come on and change the game. Yeah, um, it was it was actually in uh, like Hodgson's four subs all yeah. assisted. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Goals. So uh, the thing is, though, what I noticed, the reason I'm suggesting Mateta is because him and Edouard both started and both played the full match as well, right? So typically, I would say, okay, if Edouard was on the bench and he got subbed on, then yeah, Edouard to start the next game for Palace. But what if Roy is like, yo, you scored a hat-trick, you get a start now in the league Hmm. game. And it's against a Wolves team that isn't, like, keeping everyone out as well, like... Jose, was Jose saw the second best scoring asset in gaming three or like right. top top three top four somewhere about? yeah yes so second behind Anderson I think yeah so he had to make a lot of saves right so obviously they're conceding chances and stuff like that so I think that's a decent punt as well and again it's one of those later fixtures as as well um that you know you could need a a Hail Mary at the end of your game week to kind of save you so uh that's why I kind of wanted to throw that name out there and then uh, Delcroix, or I, I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Um, Delcroix versus uh, Joe. Joe is Delcroix. Delcroix. Yes. Yes. Please. Oh, yeah. Yes. I love that. Oh, I, I feel so fancy just pronouncing it. <laughs> <By there>. um, <laughs> but uh, he uh, played the 90 minutes uh, versus. Uh, Aston Villa, right? Um, in the three goals that he conceded, he put up 4.75 points. Now, hmm. the part that was most attractive about it was the fact that he had gotten two key passes and a shot on target. So, attacking returns, well, possible attacking returns. Um, we know Spurs aren't the best team in the world. Come on, man. They just thankfully got knocked out of the EFL Cup. I'm sure Ryan must be raving. You're just trying to tee up Ryan right now, aren't you? A little you? bit. A little bit. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, it it almost seems like he's he's a decent uh, streamer from a Burnley defense if you are stuck for uh, picking up a defender who you need only a few points from at the yeah, end of the game. I'm going to kill you. <laughs> I'm still not over that. Oh my! Oh. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think I think uh, Delcroix is a, a good option to consider as a possible streamer. Um, 
I don't know if there's going to be any fatigue from the Spurs side because they didn't roll out their first 11. I think Madison had to come on as a sub. So, yeah, again, it's one of those situations where I'm backing the home team again. Fair. Anything from anyone else on any of these four? I like it. I'm not going to doubt you after last week, Sanji. Although, Martial, <laughs> I mean... I, yeah, I mean, funny enough, um, <laughs> Ryan uh, from Banza Boys actually made the Martial move, and the play he dropped ended up getting negative points. So, oh, okay. yeah, I, w- I had Martial in my lineup before I changed him in or swapped him in for Lisandro, uh, and I should have kept Martial. Yeah, there you go. With the, with what he got two was it two. massive yeah, yeah. two points? I, I mean, he got two, a, it wasn't I, negative. Oh, but yeah, and he had a block <laughs> shot in the box. Um, I think Bully had blocked it. But uh, yeah, it's just you you surely take that gamble. Let's say they play another promoted team and you see Martial in the lineup. United looked a lot better with Rashford playing on the left, right? So they always, yeah, they always do. Yeah. So you go, you have to take that gamble, like sure. All right, Toddy, what you got for us for game week four? I have the two. Sort of no-brainer cop-outs. I like uh, it. Defenders against Luton and Sheffield United. Uh, Vlad, Sufal, and uh, Jared Branthwaite. Um, Keane started the midway game, so that bodes well for uh, the youngsters' chances. Um, <laughs> uh, against Sheffield United. Um, it, it did look good against Wolves. Uh, so I I am pretty much expecting two clean sheets from t- these two guys, um, and and plenty of um, peripherals to to get them to close to fifteen. Uh, and the second two are um, with a view, or rather considering um, the lack of forwards in the free agent pool. And these are two guys that you could. I ideally pick up even on match day, um, which is Sasha Kalajic, uh, who I think got did he did he get a return or uh, or he he got the goal against Everton, but did he get a return before that off the bench as well? So he's I think I I kind of no he he, he scored the first goal in the cup game if that yeah, helps. He, that's he, what you're he, thinking of. Did he draw? Did he draw the penalty? Uh, doesn't matter. He's played well. He's played well since uh, since he's been back and he's come on. Um, it's going to be a fitness issue if he starts or not because if he's fit enough, he will start. I think he is the currently the only um, both forward who can uh, and by forward I mean center forward uh, who can who can score goals. Um, yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a no-brainer because rules are creating chances. If they find someone who can actually put them away at a decent rate, then he will be a decent fantasy asset. And the last one is a more of a punt. Um, Luca, Luca Kaleo show uh, from Burnley. He, he looked decent uh, by all accounts against Aston Villa. And um, I think we are all in agreement that we are hoping that the previously advertised leakiness of the Spurs defense finally starts uh, catching up to them after those two clean sheets that they 
uh, I wouldn't say locked into, but they definitely rode their luck a bit. Uh, they weren't like solid defensive performances in, in game week two and three. Um, I don't want to take anything away from them, but we're all hoping to Burnley at least get a goal against them. And it's either Lyle Foster or Luca Kaleo show. <laughs> and that's that's fair. All right. I like it. Any uh, comments on any of these four? I like All right. It. Sweet. Ryan. All right. Um, similar type analysis for Luton Town. You got to fade him. Uh, and Kurt Zuma got 12 goats last week. Um, JWP serving up set pieces to that big head of his. <laughs> it was a good, a good combo. Um, boy Bogle came on late, got what we thought, hoped would be a uh, equalizer for the draw against Man City. Yeah, um, hoping he parlays that into a into a start. Uh, we know from random streams a few years ago that he's a he's a good one. Um, yeah, obviously the. Um, Matchup is great at home against Everton. Can't get better than that. So Bogle starts and you need a defender. He's a he's a good shout. Uh, I'm gonna stick with my boy Sarabia. Oh Jesus, John O'Shea. Um yeah, I think he's he makes the Wolves team tick. They play better when he's in there. Um I hope that uh O'Neal finally goes back to him in the in the league. He had a great performance in the week, but so did everybody else. So We'll see. That's uh, that's kind of a fifty-fifty in terms of if he if he starts. If he does, then yeah, he's a he's a no-brainer against Palace. Uh, unfortunately, it's not John O'Shea, who was such a great player. Um, this is uh, Dara O'Shea, who uh, <laughs> is that? Is that um, is someone um, forcing you to say that in Ireland? <laughs> No, so going back, a good to your, going back to your um, scenario and just to fill in our listeners, um, I had to choose between a Burnley defender um, to get oh. two points to win, and I chose the only one that uh, did it. <laughs> I got Connor Roberts because of he was the only one that I've had experience with in the past and hadn't let me down up to that point. So having said that, uh, Daro O'Shea, was the uh was the highest scoring defender from burnley he got uh 12 ghost points and ended up with six points despite three goals conceded and i texted my friend uh when i was picking which burnley defender i was like i'm an island luckily irish i'm going with dara picked him up and then dropped him last minute for connor roberts and I paid oh, ever since. So, that's brutal that's brutal and the rest yeah. is history yeah i can be an ecstasy right there yeah it's, yeah, the last two weeks have been comical in terms of how I've lost it. <laughs> honestly, oh. but uh, yeah, he's he's more of the he's more of the punt. Um, if you really get jammed up, uh, he's shown that he can ghost enough to uh, get decent points. So he's more of a kind of one to watch. I want to stream him more and and better uh, matchups and kind of see how it goes. But yeah, if you need somebody, then he can do a job as he's shown. I like it. All right. Mine, I'll hit you up with them quick. These ones are fairly obvious, I hope. Uh, Jeff, my name is Jeff. Jeff Schlupp, of course. 
Um, he's been a mainstay, and he might actually be. Let me just quickly see. Um, he is rostered now in um, 31% of leagues. No, never mind. Go out and pick up Jeffrey Schlupp. As Sanji and I were talking about, he's one of those you just sit on your bench. If you ever get, as Ryan says, jammed up, I love it. Um, he's one to slot in. Easy. Uh, hoping for eight points, something like that. And in a great matchup, he'll get you 12. <laughs> so that is that is Jeffrey Schlupp in a nutshell. McBurney, we're hoping he's back this week. Uh, I, I have him, I think, in both leagues now because I picked him up on the waiver wire in one league. He'll be available in, in several leagues, especially home leagues. People will have given up on him. Um, so he's 20% rostered at this point. Uh, go and grab him. At the very least, he'll get you some aerials, and you can hope for a baseline of decent points. Joel Ward, same thing everyone's been saying about uh, people about players playing versus Wolves or playing versus Everton or playing versus uh, Luton or whatever it is. You're hoping that the team that continues or the team that is having trouble scoring goals continues to have trouble scoring goals. That's that play right there. And then Antonio versus Luton. Um, I should have checked. I actually didn't what his roster roster ship roster hood is. It's 60%. It's higher than probably uh, it should be for me to recommend him as a streamer, but um He's available in 40% of leagues. So check it out because you might as well. Um, against Luton, absolutely. So hit him up. Anything to add to those guys or anything else before we close her down? Uh, yeah, just to highlight uh, something that Ben mentioned in the comments about McBurney. He played 45 minutes tonight in the cup, so he is fit. And he came on against City for 3.5. Yeah. And in in what like uh, in how how many how many minutes was that? Eighteen time? minutes or something like that. I eighteen minutes, know. yeah, three yeah three points in eighteen minutes. Sure, absolutely, decent floor there, especially against City. Great. Anything else, gents? Okay, let's close her down. Everybody, best of luck in game week four. Uh, look out for our rankings over the international break. Those will be out. And look out for these lovely gentlemen in London on Friday. I'm so jealous. But you guys have an absolute blast. Send pics. Uh, post them on Twitter if they're appropriate. And um, have a great time, man. I, I'm, I'm so excited for you all. Mini draft to Palooza. Listeners. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to miss you. I wish you, wish you could come. Oh, uh, Same. All right, I'll make it happen soon. I gotta get. I gotta get to. Uh, I gotta get to just generally the UK because um, I've never been in my whole life. So it's it's definitely a something I need to rectify. All right, thank you to everybody who was in chat. You guys were amazing tonight. This was so much fun. Uh, we're getting more and more people every week, and I just want to continue to expand the reach, expand um, just the the people who join us and the the diverse points of view and uh, the counterpoints that you guys provide in chat. We honestly love it. It's, it's fantastic. And so uh, we appreciate you all. If you're listening uh, on the podcast format, thank you as well, especially if you've made it this far, you all are amazing. You're the reason we do this. Uh, we appreciate you so much. So best of luck, hit us up in the international break. If you have any questions whatsoever, um, trade questions, whatever it is, and we'll do our best to help you out. Cheers. That's all I got for you. Talk to everyone soon. KPC out. Bye, guys.